Wednesday, Unwoke Nation, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 16 of The Unwoke Show, where free speech is welcome, all subjects are on the table, and your boys bring you a brand new topic every single week for your enjoyment, baby. I'm your host, Rich, with my boy, Tim. How you doing, Tim? Good, and you're rich, man. Doing great, man. Doing great. Hey, guys, once again, you know, we do, we love to hear from you guys. Uh, we love that you have uh, been... Probably it looks like you guys have been really sharing around so because obviously we're in seven different countries right now. So yeah. we're really, really excited about that. And also, but guys, we love to hear from you. We want to know, hey, you know, there might be some topics you guys have in mind what you want us to be able to cover. Write us. We want to be able to hear from you. You can always write us at feedback at unwoke the show.com. That's feedback at unwoke the show.com. Check us out on our Instagram, Twitter, YouTube pages, and also where you can also do that if you're a YouTuber and all you can actually see we we make sure to upload all of our episodes who are right there onto uh, our unwoke show uh youtube channel and also but guys we love to hear from you we want to thank each and every one of you across this world for hearing us out and also and uh just you know just letting us know where you're showing us that love so so yeah we definitely uh are happy to be here heck yeah man i want to thank our international community as well as our uh, national community yes for tuning in and listening to us uh you know we're incredibly grateful you know as rich said um we're always interested in feedback uh show topics so don't hesitate to reach out to us. Again, you can reach us at feedback at unwoketheshow.com. That is feedback at unwoketheshow.com. And tonight, Rich, we are going to talk about uh, something that I saw uh, a couple weeks ago on YouTube, and I really had to think about it for a little bit okay. and what it meant. And so tonight's show is all about white guilt. White guilt. Yep, white guilt. So... Um, I'm going to take us back a little bit because um, it's important to understand where this ridiculous thought process come from. And it's actually um, rooted in slavery. Okay. All right. So for those of you who are um, getting a quick refresher on your history, there was this thing called the Atlantic slave trade. Mm Mm-hmm took right. place between, you know, 1526 and 1867, where there was uh, roughly 12 and a half million black uh, men, women, and children who were put on ships and headed uh, to the British colonies, Brazil, and the Caribbean. Yes. Um, 90% of enslaved Africans were sent to uh, the Caribbean and South America, mm-hmm. right? So we got a large... Uh, uh, black population there. Only six percent of African slaves were sent to British North America. Mm. Okay, so uh, you're probably wondering to yourself, Tim, why are we talking about slave trade? Because it seems in uh, American society today that racism and slavery that that is somehow a uniquely American thing. Mm. And so now we have this notion that maybe there's a percentage of white America that feels guilty for being white. See, I, and I, and like you said, there's uh there's been a lot of people, you know, out there right now where I've ran into myself and all where they've, uh, they've had that feeling where of that should they feel, guilty for being white and you know we're seeing all this stuff over social media about you know people you know uh saying you know white people should be upset about you know this that and the other and it's kind of like like really it's uh, you, the guys the way I, I look at it, like you know as you know with tim it's like you know i i have a personal like my personal my personal opinion is that i am not as a black person or so i have no fault towards anybody who I know, or white people nowadays were for that. Now, I know I'll get smoke for that as if I didn't get enough smoke last week, but I have no issues with that because I know Tim, just like other people, had nothing to do with that. And so, therefore, I just don't understand the white guilt thing. I think um, I th- I think there's a... Um a guilty by association. Yeah. I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Same place. Mm -hmm. And so what I want to do is define what white guilt, white guilt is. Um, 
And so basically what white guilt is, um, is the recognition of unearned and unfair racial privileges. Okay. Right. Um, the acknowledgement of personal racist attitudes or behavior and or the sense of responsibility for others' racist attitudes or behavior. Wait a minute. Why are they saying like personal racist attitude so does this term and i'm assuming this is a new i would assume where this is a new one of these terms um when they're saying a personal racist attitude so isn't that a little racist to think that all we all white people have a personal racist attitude Uh, you could go down that route i think they approach it from a white uh, supremacy perspective, you know, proud boys. Um, You know, even when they talk about, they say, you know, Jews won't replace us. Um, Oh, the Charlotteville. Yeah. Charlotteville, you know, white people. Um, You know, it's this notion that white guilt is frequently used in, you know, racial divides Mm -hmm. as if, white people should feel guilty for being white. Number one, um, we should feel guilty for what happened, um, centuries ago. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and essentially feeling guilty for, you know, that history. Mm -hmm. I don't feel guilty. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, I am a proud white man. Okay. Um, I love our history. It's fucked up in a lot of ways. Yes, right? it is. Um, as you and I were talking off uh, mic earlier, I challenge anybody listening to this to show me a utopian history. Yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't exist. No. Um, and so as part of this, you know, white guilt, you know, they associate it with the Holocaust in some mm-hmm. capacity. And so it, the association is you're guilty for being white um, uh, by association. And yet all Germans are Nazis. And so therefore Germany has somewhat of or today's German population has somewhat of a shared um, responsibility for providing reparations to Jewish families that happened during, you know, World War II. Okay. And the atrocities that were committed, right? I don't know that I agree with that. Because if Germany should feel guilty or let me back that up. If today's German uh, society should feel guilty for what happened during world war two. And as we were talking, you know, not all Germans agreed with Hitler. Yes, exactly. Right. Um, Then that means that white society, white people Mm -hmm. have a shared responsibility in making up uh, or providing reparations for what happened centuries ago. And I I think that's just flat out insanity. You know, California is looking at trying to pass some sort of uh, insane uh, reparations um, bill. Mm -hmm. You know, on the East Coast, I believe it was New Hampshire as well that is looking at, um, or they did pass a reparations bill. None of us in society today were there. Right. Exactly. I don't see how reparations are going to instantly heal, or maybe not instantly heal, but maybe soften the wound, if you will, that is racism today. I, it, 
to me, I see it as a slap in the face mm -hmm. that, sorry, we're so late to the party. Here's your money. Our bad. Right. Right. I, I, I don't agree with that at all. I think it's stupid. Um, you know, is white supremacy, which I would imagine is where some of this article that I'm reading from comes, uh, talks about, that's just flat out wrong. Okay. Mm. Right. Um, that, that's their uh, white supremacy is its own level of crazy. Yeah. Crazy of hate or whatever you want to exactly. call it. Um, but I think what has happened is white society that, you know, there's this notion of guilt and that maybe in some instances that's being leveraged mm. by the black community in, in some way. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the black community always wants to complain about racism and racial inequality, right? Complaining about the mortgage industry and how it's racially biased. Mm -hmm. I don't think the mortgage industry itself, I think there are mortgage vendors that may be racist. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see how a black person doesn't have the same opportunities that a white person does today. I certainly don't subscribe to white privilege. I, th I think that's bullshit in and of itself. Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it's really frustrating. And it, no, it's not frustrating. It's, it's fucked up to think that there are people out there who a either feel guilty for being white mm -hmm. or are in some compa some capacity manipulated into feeling bad. AKA playing the black card. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, I think that's wrong. I think it's fucked up because white people weren't the only people who owned slaves. Oh, sounds like you got some extra facts that maybe right. the other people in Unwoke Nation might yeah, not know. Yeah. I mean, history, you know, it, it can provide a lot of great detail. Well, tell us all about it. So, um, so, Anthony Johnson, hmm. famous black slave owner. Wow. Right? So uh, Anthony Johnson was an African-American man who lived in the British colony of Virginia in the 17th century and was a slave owner. He was one of the first African-Americans known to have owned slaves in the British colonies in North America. He was one of the first of his race to do so. Wow. Yeah, so what you're saying is that it's not only just a all-white thing, although majority, but to say that, yeah, there were black slave owners as well. Yeah, but when you hear um, prominent voices talk today um, talk about uh, racism, discrimination, um, they make it sound like it's a uniquely American uh, concept like we cornered the market on slavery on slavery on slavery and racism not true that all, the, uh, there there have been a uh, history that's actually shown slavery we're going back to even amongst tribes in Africa right and so I mean it it, it it's ridiculous right so here's another one Elizabeth Fraser Skelton mm. um, she was the owner and manager of a famous upscale hotel mansion house and it's called Mansion House Hotel in Charleston, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. She belonged to the free colored class in Charleston. Wow, that's in the heart of the South. Both her mother and stepfather had been slaves, but were freed in 1798. Um, her stepfather purchased the Burroughs Hall House Hotel in 1815 and transformed it into the famous Jones Inn, one of Charleston's most profitable hotels favored by the rich white elite. Wow. And that house was, or that hotel was staffed entirely of black people, black slaves. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, to be in the heart of the South and to know that you have a black entrepreneur, because remind you, it's like, so, cause you said that, 
they had bought it what you said in 1817 right mm -hmm. okay so slavery officially would not end for about another 40 to 45 to 50 years right so they're basically in the heart of slavery still going on probably passing you know people passing word that i wouldn't be surprised to see there was probably auctions going on maybe right down the street in charleston probably you know so like that cause right. isn't charles isn't charleston kind of a coastal town a it, little is, bit? it is it is a coast, coastal yeah, it's kind town of coastal, yeah. yeah so i mean we can we can uh assume where that she saw this and you know on a on a daily basis right so and so you've got another gentleman famous black slave owner oh. um and this will be my last example for this one is a William Ellison was an African-American slave owner and merchant in South Carolina in the 19th century. In the year 1790, he was born into slavery, but he eventually bought his freedom as well as that as his family. Mm. You know, he won his freedom and went on to have a prosperous, prosperous career as a cotton gin manufacturer and plantation owner. Wow. Okay. He ran a sizable plantation uh, in South Carolina with the assistance of enslaved people who worked there. Mm. He was in, also involved in politics on the local level and served as a representative for his district in South Carolina's state legislature. So okay. you had a black man once again in the heart of base slavery going on. Right. And actually got to become a state politician. Yeah. That says a lot. So I, it, it's, it, it's not surprising that white people are um, stigmatized, if you will, for just being inherently racist. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's bullshit. Right. Right. Um, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me in any capacity. You know, but and, and I agree with you with that, Tim, because, you know, when we start thinking about like over the course, you know, of the last two to three years and you're listening to, you know, a lot of these uh, uh, some of these news networks where that are putting out all these different types of narratives where where I've had people who are white that have said to me, it's like, yeah, Rich, it's like, you know, all this talk about black people, you know, mean this and this is racist and highways race like that i'm starting to think you know am i really a racist person or it's making me feel bad i've had one person out there and said it's like i feel like it causes more division than it does anything and then when we go back to your initial thing when it comes with uh you know the white guilt and you're bringing about the reparations like that so my question is is that first off and i think we talked about this on a previous uh, episode as well but right where, where do we for for example, with California, I mean, it's just like, okay, how are you? Because I heard like they had some projections where they said like, what every black person in California was going was looking at what two to three million or something like that. Yeah, and they were going to get a house and right, and then I think they might even were going to get I hate two to call acres it, and a mule again. Is yeah, that what we're trying yeah, to there we go. Right, two two acres and a mule exactly. You know, so twenty um, first century. <laughs> you know, one of the other interesting notions about this is just about every president that we've had has been white mm -hmm. except for Barack, Barack Obama. Yeah. Um, you know, that I know that is something that was probably never, ever contemplated absolutely, or viewed in, or even thought in our history that there would ever be a black president. Yeah, I, I uh, Tim and I were talking offline where and I mentioned to him about my grandmother and, you know, my grandmother passed away, I think, in uh, in 2006. Uh, no, no, uh, I'm sorry. No, I think it was in the uh, probably early 2000s. So my and, uh, you know, I know for her, she would have never guessed there would ever be a black president. And I mean, I wish she would have been around to be able to see that. And also, but lucky for me, you know, in a way I was able to see that. Right. And I'll be. Yeah. But I think, yeah, if I, I think she passed away several years prior. And also, so I, she probably at that point, she never heard of Barack Obama and also, but yeah, that generation, they would have never guessed that would happen. I mean, we've never had a president, whether it's Democrat or Republican, speak to the black community or address the black community, right? Mm -hmm. And say that um, there are some responsibilities that white America you know, must accept the burden for, but you know, 
black Americans have somewhat of a shared burden as well in things that they have to do on there. So the re- so the question that you're asking where is that if you're saying that you have people saying that white people should be able to be paying some type of reparations based on the three examples, which there I know based on my own research as, as you've done as well, is that, you know, that's, you know, what Tim just mentioned out there is that he's just named three names. There actually are hundreds of black uh, slave owners. And also the question is, where do you go to get reparations for that situation? You don't. Exactly. Because it's, it's stupid, right? Yeah. Um, How do you even calculate it? I mean, you can't, there's, there's no way to make up for that. And uh, I feel like, well, you, you know, all white people are racist because I'm black I'm inherently born with a disadvantage because I am black and I I'm failing to see in today's society mm-hmm. where the disadvantages are. Black people can own businesses. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. We can vote or not. Mm-hmm. We black people can vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, black people can go to co- any college they want. Yeah. They can literally make anything they want of their life. Yeah. You couldn't do that, you know, centuries ago. Literally, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness can happen in the United States of America. Yeah. And so, you know, people want to look at um, prisons and the number of black people that are locked up in prison. And my arg- my response to that is, stop committing crime. Yep. Okay. It locking up a black person is not racist if they commit a crime. Yeah. Now, have there been a slew of stories mm-hmm. where white cops have brutally assaulted or even shot mm-hmm. and killed black people, mm-hmm. and was it in some capacity racially motivated? Yes, but you deal with those cops. You right. don't instantly associate white society. Like the six, I mean, you have the situation just recently with, I think it was the six black cops that ended up killing a black kid. Yep. And also, and I think there was something in the case, we'll probably have to update you guys next time and all, but there was something about that that happened where it's like, okay, that was obviously a wrongdoing and that needed to be done. And also too, guys, remember on Woke Nation, where, you know, Tim's also not talk about those situations where, I mean, you've seen some black people be incarcerated and all of a sudden they found out where they actually were getting like Hurricane Carter. I mean, you know, so that was obviously an example, right. of, you know, as we learned from uh, the movie Denzel Washington played on the true story of about the famous boxer. Yeah, the and hurricane. Also, yeah. yeah, the hurricane where only found out that he was actually falsely accused to where for a murder that he didn't commit. So he's not. So Tim's not talking about that. And also, but the bottom line is this is like, you know, if there is a crime committed black, white and different. I mean, it's like, yeah, there are consequences to that okay so it it is you know it, i mean it it is uh, we do have certain issues and all and it kind of goes to what you're saying like with people who are mortgage vendors like that it's like i mean yeah i'm sorry in every industry we have bad people right you know, so and using the cop exam is like yeah i'm sorry not every cop is bad no, I'm not sitting up there thinking if I get pulled over and I've probably been pulled over for maybe five times in our air, it's like that, you know, so and that doesn't mean people going to jump on it. So like, oh, you rich. See, that's an example. You've been pulled over five times. Like, no, I can tell you the reason why two of them were speeding. Two of them were because I didn't have my lights on to wear in the morning or the night or something like that. And also, and I forgot. And I think the, um, the, the fifth one was because I think I had my one light off like that. But at no point was I sitting up there thinking. Is he going to pull me out of the car and go all Rodney King on me? No. Or racial profile because exactly. you're a racial, black man. Right? Exactly. I wasn't doing, you know, thinking that. And so, uh, you know, to this point, um, you know, we've never had a president of the United States ask anything of black citizens. And probably the reason behind that is a white president would be stigmatized as racist. Stigmatized as racist? Yeah. For asking black people what is it that they need? Uh, standing up there and speaking directly to the black community, right? You know, 
you can make the assumption that maybe they feel like they don't have the moral authority to speak to speak to the black community because hey he's he's a white man um he doesn't know our you know he doesn't know the plight of if you will the black man or growing up in an all black community or and something yet like we're that. in a situation everything where if we're looking at it where you feel you don't have the moral authority to be able to do that but you feel like he has the moral authority to to pass our reparations I, it I didn't say it made sense, right? I mean, I'm just telling you. <laughs> I, I'm, sorry, I'm just unwrapping a brain cell right here, just kind of like, you know. But, uh, but I think it's more on the president and this notion of white guilt, right, that you can't feel like you can speak, speak, uh, speak freely to society. There's a common theme. Strip color away. Right. People are people. And if you can't speak freely about it, mm-hmm. then sure, I, I can understand why, or I don't know that I could understand, but I could potentially see where maybe the black community may view, you know, that as racist. So it sounds like more what you're saying, it's almost like, let's just say hypothetical, or so you have a, you have a white politician where so it was of whether president were like that. And he wants to speak up, but maybe it's just because he might be a little fearful to be able to say something. And also, you know, what we've been hearing in the last two or three years where is that, you know, within my community is many people coming on television and stuff saying like, okay, we just want to be heard. Okay. I would think over the course of the last year or so, I mean that, you know, people are hearing white people are hearing on what's going on and different things. I mean, I've had, I had a friend uh, in a networking group reach out to me just saying like, Hey Rich, you know, how are you doing? You know, how can I help? You know, I'm listening. So like that, and I appreciate that. And also, but it's like, you know, you see Tim, if we're really going to figure out these issues, we can't have fear involved in it. We just can't, you know, you, again, it's like the contradiction. We just, we just figured out where, so, if you're having people to sit there saying like, okay, you're a white person where you have no authority to be able to say this, you know, this or whatever, or try to, it's like, okay, you want the problem solved. You realize where according to your mindset or that you feel like white people are part of the problem. So if you want this to be solved, you have to be able to say like, okay, let's come together. Let's figure this out or so that we can actually solve the problem. Because see what I'm afraid of, and even use an example, like we talked about a previous show, but, um, with reparations where is that you know that old phrase where if you give a mouse a cookie he's going to want a glass of milk and that's why i'm asking this like you know where does the situation come where we can finally say you know we are we're truly making progress because in my mind my mind but what uh martin luther king has done is like that we have made strides does that mean where we're completely at the french line no but they're least strides so why are we so why don't we also focus on the things that have been done to improve the black people, like you said, there's been a right right to vote, be able to get licenses, you know, so uh, be able to do all these different things. All right, so there's no more slavery. Also, it's like, why can't we look at that in a positive way? So like, okay, those are good striving. Where does this make sense? It makes sense, but I think, I, and I see where you're going uh, with it. And, you know, I look at it from, you know, we have made mistakes sure. in our history. On both sides. America right? is not perfect. Right. And, you know, I, I think you could go back to the mid-60s and where all of a sudden, you know, there's this reliance on manipulation of white guilt. Mm-hmm. Right? The stigma uh, associated with that or the manipulation of that stigma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and... You have leadership out there that have leveraged or manipulated that stigma um, in the form of the race card. Yes. Right. So one, um, and you may not agree with this and, and that's okay, but I think it, I think it's time to acknowledge that you got to get over what happened centuries ago. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Nobody's a slave anymore. Right. And and I, and I see where you're going with that. Aware. So I think I don't I don't believe Tim what you're saying. It's like we got to get over. It. It's like okay, it's a washering like that. Aware. So we obviously want to remember our history because, like I said, I know a lot of people are saying like you know with this being Black History. Okay. I understand it. It's American history, and so. I don't think you're just saying, you know, just put it water under the bridge. And also we need to remember our history. So therefore we won't repeat it. But there is there is a time and everything like because I, I think what you were saying, you might have been saying or correct me if I'm wrong, but you're basically trying to say where there are a lot of people out there who are trying to. It's like they're trying to sustain this. Um, how you would say uh, they want to prolong this. Yeah, it's um, or they're using it some type of tool or whatever to it's like a giant club. Yeah. And if you're black, welcome to the club. Mm -hmm. We're going to find out ways to manipulate white people mm -hmm. and we're going to do it through race. Right. Um, some are some people are running completely political agendas on it. And it's like, that's just not right. And so and when I say get over racism, I literally mean. It's time, from my perspective, to get over it. I see. Right? Um, or just accept the fact that we're, I'm sorry, but racism, this, if, there's, if there's always going to be ignorant people, there's always going to be racism. Yeah. For and, whatever reason. And thank you for making that point, because I was going to say the exact same. Our history is ugly. Yes. But it's also beautiful. But there is pieces of it and pieces are I referring to people, you know, depending on where you grow up or who your parents are or whatever, mm -hmm. that it's always going to exist in some fashion. Yes. Be and the reason it will always exist is because it's an ideal. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a belief. Mm -hmm. Um just like Germany during World War II, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Wanted to wipe out the Jews. Right. Because the Jews were taking over and, and everything, right? We, they, it's a belief. Right. And you're never going to be able to stamp out an idea or a belief in an idea. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're really not, you know, as much as we have people walking around and doing protests and stuff like that, you know, trying to, it's like, you know, in racism, it's like, it's like it, again, I mean, in a, in a perfect world, that would be great. That would be really, really awesome. And also, but we live in a world, no, we know it's like, yeah, if you have an ignorant person that thinks that way and they have kids and kids, kids or whatever the case may be, and it's that adamant of an idea it's just going to stick around. It's like, you know, I mean, see, I've always been a person too. It's like, you know, where if I had somebody tell me, if I was like, yeah, well, no, you know, no, Rich, I don't want to work with you and your business like that. Cause I'm like, you know what? At least I know what the, the chest board is and I know I don't have to deal with you. Right. And also, but, but it's like, yeah, but I'm not going to sit to be a man. Well, just be like, okay, I'm sorry. I've just learned that there are racist people in this world. We have to deal with it. There are racist black people in this world that don't want to have anything to do with white people. And so, you know, yeah, and that's and it gets back to crying race. And I'm going to give you yes. um, an example. Do you remember the Duke uh, soccer scandal? No. So the Duke men's soccer team hired a stripper. Oh, I believe this was, I'd have to go back to my notes, I think 2007. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was, um, and she was a black female. Okay. And she claimed that she was raped. Okay. By um, several of the Duke men's soccer team. And so during that whole of... Um, investigation the university of duke suspended the soccer mm -hmm. season okay. um and four people were charged um and you know as white people we're going to give the benefit 
of the doubt, right? We want to go through the investigation. We want to find out going mm-hmm. on. Black people? Nope. That was racist. That was a race thing. So in other words, it's like instead of going by the law, just say innocent or proven guilty and actually go through the, the process. Yeah, that's just a clear case of race. Mm-hmm. Black girl, mm-hmm. white people, nah, total race. And so the Reader's Digest version is as the investigation kept going and going, the black girl's statements weren't matching up with what mm. the evidence that was being presented. Okay. And this actually went into, um, I think an attorney, uh, an attorney got disbarred. Oh, wow. Um, an elected official got kicked out because they ran on race and I'm, you know, by God, we're going to find the people who did this and was speaking to the black community and stuff like that. Right. Um, ultimately all the charges were dropped and stuff, but it, but again, it's anytime if it involves, uh, a white person and a black person, it's instantly going to be race. Yeah. And you know, even one more thing where, which, uh, we talked about too. see, uh, for me, this is the first time I've heard this story. And so, I mean, obviously we know, we all know about the Duke lacrosse situation and all the other stuff. So, but with the Duke soccer team, it's like, you know, which could happen in any country, in any school. But uh, the fact that I'm hearing this for the first time, so, but it also plays into how the news is. It's like, so we're dealing with a black stripper with an, which sounds like an all-white Duke team. My question is, if this would have been an all-black team and happened to a white stripper, would we would have heard about the story a little faster? Probably not. You don't think so? Okay. I mean, just, it's... I mean, the news is going to portray it as the news does, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, a crime is a crime. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Obviously, I mean, this you're is gonna, proven that it was not, but, you know. Will the KKK be up in arms? Oh, yeah. They'd be all over it, like, stink on shit, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I, I, I don't know that we would hear about it any faster. Okay. Um, but it gets to... You know, there's a point, and and I'm not saying you and I'm not lumping you in with the entire black community, right? But it just feels like the black community seems sees race and everything. Yeah, and see, for me as a uh, me as a black person, where so I have been very very careful about coming to there. It's not being naive or anything like that, but I've just been very very careful about who or when I wish to use that quote race card right and also uh but i do know of people where they have absolutely no problem just a little inkling word that some white person does something where like that you know you're at starbucks where so when you see uh you see the last um napkin or like that so when they see a, a white person take the last napkin or when you're standing there it's like oh that must be racist it's kind of like it's like that's not it at all it's just the last <laughs> so yeah I, so but but you're right i mean unfortunately and, and the thing is that unfortunately the, the way we have society is right now it seems like it's just free reign to think that and so now everybody i mean let, let's take the story we just did what was it uh, was it episode um episode 12 or episode 13 about the girl who was working at the gym and oh yeah yeah yeah. she yeah, was late she was late what, 47 times yeah late 47 times where definitely guys go back because i think it was like episode i was episode 12 or 13 and also, and they were talking about, and you know, she was late 47 times. She was times. a black trainer. Yeah, black she trainer. She was late 47 times. Admitted it, that she had been late, and also. But she got fired. Mm-hmm. She claimed uh, racial discrimination. Um, And was it, I think, sexual? Yeah. Uh, she, not, not assault, but um, there was something sexual related. Um. But she what took like what twelve million? Yeah, twelve million, like twelve point five million dollars or so in in a lawsuit and settle or whatever it was, and it was like, wait a minute, it's like you know where does that go? It's like, and so that's where it, it becomes more of an issue, where there are times now where you can say like, okay, this truly is a racial thing. But the thing is that when you have legitimate situations where it might be a racial thing mm-hmm. and people just keep pulling that card over and over and over in there. So like a blackjack dealer, it's like, you know, 
it gets to the point where it's wilded out. And I've been saying this for years where it's like the people I said this years beforehand where it's like, you know, the way that I could see people starting to use the word racist and racism, mm-hmm. that it was eventually going to come down to the point where it's like the word won't even mean anything. You see, our ancestors were so my grandma, my great grandma, so like that. See, they knew truly what racism was. Right. Okay. Sure. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, my grandmother literally had her science teachers tell her, it's like, I don't care how long you sit there in my science class, I'm going to fail you just because she was black. All right. That was downright racism. It's like people nowadays, they have absolutely no clue really what it was. I always, I implore anybody out there listening to us, like, you know, ask some, uh, please take the time to talk to someone who was 80, 90 years old, who is a black male or female who might have lived in the South or something like that or worse like that and find out exactly what racism truly is because the little peant things where some people talk about now is absolutely like it, it is chicken feed in comparison to what, you know, our grandmothers, great grandmothers had to go through. So please use the word correctly. Now you and I were talking about that for many right. other words, like how people we live in a society now. So we're taking certain words were and we're trying to finagle it around to fit some type of narrative or just to make people feel good or whatever the case may be stop it well i mean uh, you know since you brought that up right um i sent you that youtube video of bill marn and yes ice cube, right? yeah and how ice cube said we're going to take back uh the n-word right and say we shouldn't even had it right it, and um and saying that the N word belongs to the black people, to black community, right? Mm-hmm. And how, when the black community uses the N word, the connotation is different. And so, what Ice Cube says is, you know, it's it's a term when he's talking to his friends, his homies, whatever you know, however you want to say it but when a white person drops the n-word there he feels like he's being stabbed with a knife because a white person dropping the n-word the only intent is malicious intent right and so it's almost feels like you're the black community is trying to take some sort of power. And I think in a certain instance, there may be some power in racism, but when you take away, you know, what I would consider the black power that is racism for mm-hmm. the black community, mm-hmm. you're left with still the black community. You're left with the white community and I think ultimately you get to a point where both sides come together, right? And and actually want to make things better, right? And you and I think ultimately the outcome of that is when you strip all that away, you see people as people, uh-huh. right? Remove the guilt, remove the power. And like I said, we see people as people. And I refuse to be made to feel guilty being a white person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see black history and white history. Mm-hmm. I see our history. Right? Because there were black soldiers fighting during the Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, and actually fighting for this country. Right, and in fact, um, I just got done watching. I would, I would, all you guys in Unwoke Nation, or so, if you happen to have the History Channel, and also I was watching the first episode today, uh, where it talks about Black heroes of the Civil War. It's actually hosted by uh, NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I just started watching it. It was tremendous. The amount of information of of Black heroes that I had no clue but played such a role in so many battles for the North to win mm-hmm. that I think many people within the black community might not even know 
Well, there's that movie that was Glory. Glory yes, which, which is a phenomenal a gl- Emmy Oscar winning movie. And and then you had Tuskegee Airmen. Yes. Right. Red not, Tails. The, yep. the Red Tails. I, mm-hmm. you know, instances of, you know, African-Americans fighting, A, for their freedom, mm-hmm. but B, fighting for the freedom mm-hmm. of this country. Right. Exactly. And was the military racist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it racist now? No. Mm-hmm. Well, it, there there may be people within the military. That but in comparison, back yeah, but in it, World but II, it's World nowhere II. near what right. uh, what it was in World War One and World War Two, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we can't keep allowing this manipulation to take place. There, in the white community, and I hope you know. My white listeners, my black listeners, Asian, whatever, there is, um, you have absolutely no reason to feel guilty about being who you are Uh and what your race is. Right. Right. Don't give into that. Don't get, don't enable that. Right. Don't, uh, don't allow that someone to have power you over that right right and so you know i'm appalled to think that this exists Mm -hmm. i even i'm appalled to the fact that we're even having to talk about this right right um because having to talk about this it doesn't feel like we've moved forward or we've moved backwards Mm -hmm. we're just we're just idle yeah right right now and, you know, you can factor in our elections and how polarizing that's going to be. Oh, yes. Coming up. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. Race will play as a big topic. Well, just look at all the redistrict- redistricting that mm-hmm. is and the lines that are being redrawn. Right. Right. And it, based on race, based on, um, you know, voting habits and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And what the voter ID laws and all that. I mean, mm. all of that. And so it's absolutely 100% race stripped. Right. And, you know, kind of going back a little bit, what you're talking about, like the whole thing with, um, like with ice cube and stuff and trying to, cause you mentioned about power. And, um, I, I know you had sent me that the one clip where with Bill Maher and stuff. And I listened to the entire thing and listened to what, um, ice cube had, had to say, I had to admit, I was a little disappointed to where that he was taking that stance and also saying that, you know, oh, we're going to take this word back. Number one, we shouldn't even have the word at all. Number two, it goes back to what I was saying before when it comes to trying to rearrange the meaning or whatever case may be. It's like, you know, so the N-word basically says is, a, is an uneducated person. Okay? Oh, absolutely. You know, Completely it's an, agree. Yeah, it's an uneducated person. Okay? So why would an entire community who was you, who who had that word for hundreds of years be used in a derogatory manner want to accept that and try to embrace it as something that's empowering you want empowerment better yourself okay you know it's like better yourself you know get education do all those different things where so that's how we we take pride we so we take pride we take pride in people like in the community uh when barack obama became president also because we saw an un, we saw an educated black man we take pride of where so in having one of the first ever black Supreme court justices. Right. And also we take pride in all those different things where so, because that gives that beacon of hope where people who have courage and determination and stuff like that. So take pride in those, use those as examples instead of trying to use a word that was, that was used to put you down and be able to use your actions and those heroes that we have in our community as a way to say, okay, that shows we do have power. Because those exact people are that we consider to be black heroes, if alive today, would not sit there and take that same standpoint. I would they agree. Wouldn't. Yeah, I completely agree. Exactly. Because they know what it's like and also. So every, you know, any, any 85, 87, 90-year-old black man right now knows what it's like to be 40, 50-something years old, pulled over by a car and still be called boy. You yeah. don't hear that term now. No. Unless so, you're in the deep, deep, deep backwood south, yeah. maybe by some racist redneck exactly but at least they can tell you it's like again they can go back to say it's like hey you know what you kids nowadays 
you guys have no clue what racism is. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, but you're right. I think we are at a standstill right now. You know, if there truly is going to be pro- uh, be problem solved, you really have to sit down and be able to say like, okay, we can figure this all out of where instead of using this as a as a tool to just keep things separate. I mean, you know, we're supposedly supposed to be in a society and everything like that where we're trying to be not divisive. But it seems like through using situations like this of creating white guilt and making white people like that, we've added more division than ever before. You know, so and that's a problem. Oh, I completely agree. And, you know, you look at some of our leaders and our elected officials and some of their behavior. Right. Mm -hmm. And have ripped open that wound. Um, But how much of that is just, hey, a welcome to the club. You instantly get to um, try and manipulate white people by screaming racism at everything. Right. Yeah, that's and so yeah. it, it it has to stop. Yes. Um, and I and we have to get over racism. Mm-hmm. But uh, my message to the to the white community, you you absolutely have no reason to feel guilty for being white and who you are. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking to the white supremacists people out there um, that are spewing hate and and everything that's not who I'm speaking to I'm mm-hmm. speaking to my the everyday uh, white people in communities and the white community itself who are just going about their business every single day mm-hmm. doing what they're supposed to you have absolutely no reason to feel guilty for who you are and to feel guilty or made to feel guilty for being white. And I absolutely agree with you, Tim. And I even like say, I, you know, as you were saying before, it's like, you know, just even with, you know, black community, it's like, you know, I'm sorry. I don't care if it's a celebrity or not like that. So, you know, ice cubes like that. Look, stop, you know, stop letting celebrities tell you what's considered to be uh moral, your, your social justice and all, and giving you, you know, bull crap statements like this where trying to embrace a word or that's made, that's made you feel bad. Right. It's just, just stop it. Stop trying to use race for everything. It's like, you know, it's, it's time to get over yes. race. Okay. Right. It, it's racism. It's time to get over it. Um, it, we just have to move on. Right. And so with that, Rich, thank you so much again, man. Absolutely. Man. Great topic. Great conversation. Um, again, if you want to, uh, shoot us some feedback, you can reach us at feedback at unwoke Again, that is feedback at unwoke I want to thank my partner, Rich. I want to thank, um, the listening audience that is both national and in- international. Thanks for continuing to listen. Thank you guys. And guys, we produce this content for you. Um, we're excited to do it every week. We love doing it. Um, And we look forward to talking to you next time. All right, guys. Hope you have a great night and we'll see you next Wednesday. Take care.